Traveling the globe can be exhausting. Find out how many cities Heffy went to in 41 hours while getting beat up. Find out all about, wait, I'm just going to tell you the cities. Chicago and San Francisco and gay couples and how much fun they have. And of course, returning to Florida, my home away from home, my magical zone that created Effie as I venture to the fest for a mere four hours. And then we end up discussing how not to be as sad or feel better and uh, video games. Pitar, I didn't mean to, but I set kind of a record for myself this weekend. And when I bring it up to people, they're like really impressed. But I'm kind of bringing it up in a way where I'm kind of d- disgusted with myself. You, you came home with this and you were like, it wasn't, this is crazy. It was, I got to rethink some shit. I got to figure some things out. I really need a person to help me with my scheduling. Uh as a part of being Effie, I like to say yes. I think you need to hire a Matt person to go, this, this doesn't make sense. And this is here. <laughs> Do you know where there. these cities are before you agree to them? Uh, I'm jumping around, but I want to say that I went on in Chicago at 10 p.m. I then landed the next day and went on at 3 p.m. And then I went on again at 3 p.m. Sunday in Florida. Uh, that means I did... Central time zone, West Coast, and Florida in 41 hours uh, from match start to match finish. That is absurd. And on top of that, these were not the most uh, easy matches in my life. They were a challenge. They were a struggle. Uh, this is Weekend at Effie's. And there, you know, I don't. It told me on my co-star today to brag a little bit, right? Like, I'm allowed to brag. I just want to say this. Yes, this is technically, it would fall under the categorization of a wrestling podcast because I'm a wrestler talking about my journeys in wrestling, right? But you you and I know it's not a wrestling podcast. There is no other podcast right now that is documenting a completely independent freelance entertainer week to week traveling globally and expressing to my good friend, dog babysitter, and roommate the absurdity of life that I run into out at this job. And as we mentioned on the mini-sode, available to our patrons at weekendateffies.com, with our new tiers, with names like Bebop and Goosefer and Crandaddy after the pups that are in our life, which you can join and you can get all this bonus content and see the vlogs from this weekend, which are great, uh... It's it's wearing me out. <laughs> yeah? It's wearing me out. I came home and I was really like, oh my gosh, I'm worn out. I don't even remember what I was saying before this. I was getting to a point. I don't remember. I don't know what the point was. The, it's, it's very cold here. Like it kind of switched. Yeah. It um, was like, oh, fall's coming. And then it was like, today is winter. I woke up today and I was like, it's the winter. Yeah. And our, our heat magically went out at the same time. The heat was doing great. The heat was incredible. I was coming home and the heat would just be hot. Bebop has just been sitting in front of one of the grates, just Just getting bathing. his feet warm. Yeah. And he's a little winter boy with his furry little butt. Uh, but for us that aren't covered in fur, we need even more heat. Even Lucy's a little shiver girl. She's like me. She gets cold in the winter. Yeah. I run hot. I, I won't lie to you. For a multitude of reasons, I run pretty hot. Uh, I could still use some heat today. Be nice. 
But much like Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant, uh, we're going to have to build our own fires. We're going to have to frown our way through it. That's the only reason I took off points for Killers of the Flower Moon was, was for the frowns. Was for the frowns. Honestly, I was like, just you can't give him an Oscar for just making that face and being an idiot. He's an idiot. I know. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that at a later time. We're giving people time to go watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Once again, weekendatfies.com if you want to get in on that. But this weekend, we are going to talk about shows in Chicago, going to San Francisco, and then returning to my, uh, it's not my home state, but the state where I started professional wrestling, Florida. Lucy is in front of the heater adjusting herself like she's literally sunbathing, just like getting. She wants to get all the parts. Yeah, she wants to. She's got to warm up all the little areas. Uh, She is very much like uh, I. Lucy and I share a bed every night because I am one of those people that sleeps with my dog. Bebop and I share a bed every night. Uh, There's no judgment here. She she typically will like at a certain point in the night she goes okay I'm gonna be down here at the opposite end of the bed like you do your because I move a lot when I sleep and it's very annoying to her. Um, and last night it was can I crawl inside your skin? Is that a possibility? How close can I be? Uh, Bebop wanted me to wrap him up in one of the blankets last night. I have two. (laughs) See, here's this is this is absurd. I have two of the same blankets on my bed because Uh I can trick him because he wants to like hold one of them and so usually it's like I can't cover myself properly if he's holding on to it so I tricked him I got another one but last night he was like roll me up in this thing like a burrito and he stayed completely wrapped up through the night I got up and took a shower when I woke up I came back to the bed had not moved an inch was just a little burrito boy under the blankets a little winter soldier if you will he doesn't have that weird cannon arm thing or whatever's going on there. Uh, is that a Marvel thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bucky who's, Barnes, the, who's Winter, the Soldier? Winter Soldier. Uh, the he's like the kind of hot one. I didn't watch a lot of those. The what's his name? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Oh, he's kind of hot. Yeah, like, you know, I'd give him like a medium hot. Well, there we, have we talked about the um, the guy from Ad, I believe it's Adam Pearson, the guy with the facial deformity from under the skin we have not talked about adam pearson so whatever context you're about to um he's making a movie where basically the plot of it is is that he decides to go undergo um like a facial reconstruction surgery okay and then the actor that plays him once he does that is sebastian stan ah okay and so then he goes to like a theater play and there's a guy with his original face in the play that he goes to. Getting getting gigs. Getting gigs. And so <sighs> it's about the relationship between to like, yes, I've dealt with, you know, the fact that I've been ostracized my entire life. But now in this like midpoint in my life, I am starting to get film roles. And how do I deal with the fact that like, personally, I hate this thing for myself, but also I'm like. I'm like have doing a film pretty good here. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's really interesting the the way that they're putting that together. But anytime I hear Sebastian Stan now, I go, "Oh yeah, he's going to be that interesting art film that's coming out." Embracing the freak show can sometimes be the best thing for you financially or in job roles, but you got to trust your internal gut on what you want, and hopefully, you get to watch a film that does that. Uh, I have embraced the freak show. I don't. I'm not in Adam Pearson's position. Obviously, I loved Under the Skin. Uh, but uh, that director is also coming out with a new film. Is it going to be as 
uh, it's called like the zone of silence or something. Okay, like that. so it's gonna be weird and yeah. dark and yeah. Are you a um, sexy beast fan? You know, I sound like I would be. I, Have I don't you never know. seen I've sexy never beast? Seen sexy beast. You just made the the biggest O face. Like, what are you doing? Like, I missed out on the cinema's peak. It, but it's Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Thank you for correcting <laughs> me. Sorry, on that. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, we might. All right, All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. The last three Fast and Furious. We got to get on those. Bo is afraid. Yeah. And then we'll do Sexy Beast. Here's my problem. All right. People have suggested we do, and we do this for the Patreon, the watch-alongs with the film, set to the film's tone. I I, kind of need like a pause version of Bo is afraid, but I guess we'll just ride it out. We all, th- that was also, we don't have to do Bo is Afraid. I know, it was just suggested. It's just when you suggest that I watch Bo is Afraid, I go, yeah. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Here we go. Sorry, it's uh, Effie is Afraid, Peter is Afraid, we're afraid. Napoleon is about to be afraid. We'll get to that. I went to Chicago. I don't want to get too off topic. We'll be here all day. Uh, I used to go to Chicago much earlier. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll land at 10 a.m. That's great. Sounds good. Then I realized it was exhausting me to wait around all day in Chicago. You know, I like I like visiting the cities, but also I've been to these cities a few times. How many times can you do the Ferris Bueller run? Yeah, you know? I've done it. And the museum, it's great. You take they're, the picture. They're getting a little sick of you renting that Corvette. And- <laughs> yes, they are getting sick of me renting a Corvette. This time they only let me get a Chevy Blazer. Okay. But I also had to fit people in the car because what I've learned is... Ubers and transportation is expensive. So if I just suggest, hey, I will, uh, I'll pick these people up. Usually my rental car is handled and I get a good deal, uh, due to reasons I can't legally discuss. And so picking up the Chevy Blazer, all I had to do was take a few of my friends for a ride, which was great because I picked up Jordan Oliver, uh, one of my favorite talents in the world. He's, uh, he's going to be in England for a while. Cole Roderick coming back from England. Like All my friends months, are months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like January to April. That's so cool. He's going for it. He's got his heart's over there. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna. I don't need to go into detail. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, he will be in England for a while, so I'm trying to spend as much time with him as I can. Uh, he's a wonderful motivator. Like whenever I'm around him, he like re-motivates me. And also if I open Twitter, he's always at the fucking gym. And I'm like, God, I, I got to go to the gym. Can wear a suit too. Oh, wears a suit. Looks good. Pulled up. I did immediately fix his collar like a like an old dad. He got in the train with me to go to the rental car center. And I was like, come here. I just like fixed his collar. And I was like, I'm, I'm like my good stepson. You know, like it's not like he's that young even. I think he's like 24 maybe now. Which is, I mean, it's fairly young compared to me, but I was had fully just embraced, like, I'm a 50-year-old stepdad now, and I'm going to make sure you look good for your job interview, son. Then we picked up Alley Catch, which, I got to say this, I was, I think I just complained about this on the minisode a bit. I needed a little break from being in a tag team, because structurally, uh, I was enjoying it, I was having fun, but I also, like, I get the itch to wrestle, wrestle. And sometimes, like, you know your role in a tag team match. You do it. You complete it. It's great. But you're also like, I could have done 10 more things. So I've been on this run recently where it's all been singles matches. Mm, lots of falling downstairs. Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not good with stairs. I did find some old clips of me falling down the stairs. Here's what I want to say. Uh, 
I love doing things like falling down the stairs because it is such a uh, a juxtaposition to me doing highly athletic things. My dad will like he's the one who really knows. One time he saw me fall down the stairs as a child, and he said, "I knew you wouldn't drop that chicken wing." And that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? Where I fell down the stairs safely and was fine and like kind of hit my head on the wall. I must have been 13 or 14 at the time and was holding a chicken wing and just uh, made sure the chicken wing was all right. I may have not been, but the Effie against the stairs has been a long-standing feud. I think you need to do a chicken wing spot. I think you need to do a match where you have a chicken wing the whole time and then you win the match and you eat the chicken wing. <laughs> I just keep the chicken wing with me the entire time. Uh, I think it's possible, but I also think knowing professional wrestling rings, something might get on that chicken wing and then I'm going to get to the end and I'm going to go, I don't know if I can eat that chicken wing, even if it stays in my hand, you know? Maybe uh, don't do the chicken wing spot. Also, sometimes, you know, you're in the wrestling ring professional and wrestler effie taken down i need by like a chicken yeah, wing <laughs> yeah killed by uh what, what is it e coli e coli chicken wing how'd you how'd you get hepatitis i ate a dirty chicken wing in a wrestling ring Not good i, I for avoided me. covid though yeah didn't get covid got e coli and uh hepatitis yeah um i think it's possible to do something of the sort where you got to hold something the whole time but the stairs uh, and myself are not friends. I did see the old footage of me falling down the stairs. And a lot of people at the time, this was a Fight Forever, which was a 24-hour show. And I was kind of like, people have been watching wrestling for 13 hours. I'm going to just gonna fall down the stairs, see what they say. I didn't inform the camera team when I was falling down the stairs. And so when I was kicked by Billy Dixon and shoved down the stairs, I did not realize that there was going to be a camera team behind me when I turned around. So if you watch this small clip that I retweeted the other day, uh, I do avoid the entire camera team and then just galumph down the stairs like an idiot. And if you watch even more carefully on the stream, I take my Apple Watch off after and shove it under the ring because I forgot I was wearing it because I had been up for a very long time and had a very long time to go. So stairs, Buster Keaton. I'm I'm more likely to take spots from Buster Keaton than I am from Triple H. That's just where I'm at as a performer. Uh, you know, there's rules to Effie. One of them is I'm not a wrestler. I'm doing wrestling, but I don't. Effie in kayfabe doesn't think he's a wrestler, which is why he falls down the stairs and why uh, he's not sure what's going on in a match until about eight minutes in. And you'll fi you'll figure out more. The other is Effie's never met a stranger, which thank God. Thank God I've never met a stranger. Uh, but also some of y'all got to start introducing yourselves to me with your name as it happens, because I know I've known you for four years, but I don't I've been hit on the head a lot. And my body is doing its best, but I got to tell you, it's going to, I'm not going to be able to maintain a lot of information going forward uh, if I'm going to stay at this pace. What I'm saying is these singles matches have been kicking my ass. I have been going full force. I was used to being a singles wrestler for a long time. And I thought, I thought, oh, well, I'm, I, I need some more singles matches. I've only been doing tags. And it turns out I have to take every bump in the match and I have to do everything in the match. And my body this week is exhausted. I did five singles matches in a row. And then the sixth ended up being a tag match on Sunday. But to start this weekend, I was the main event at the freelance show, the return to Logan Square Auditorium. They got really cute pics of my entrance. The Effie entrance at Logan Square Auditorium is... 
probably uh, a spiritual experience, I would say. I think it feels, when I enter that room, I think it feels a bit spiritual. The lights are down. There is uh, flashlights up, like it's, you know, the 1980s at an Aerosmith concert. People are singing. People are swaying. Uh, and I get to just take in the joy of that. But then I realized that Storm Grayson is the champion, and he is not going to put up an easy fight. And I just want to give you a, did you see the small clip I put up of me just getting my ass kicked by Storm Grayson, where he power bombs me on an apron, and he? I saw sweaty men beating the shit out of each other. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Uh, I got pile driven on the apron. Is he the one that said that he you popped a cyst on his arm? I popped a cyst in his wrist. Yes. So in some of the closing moments of the match, I jumped up on his shoulders to try to do a uh, a sack rider, which is where I ride you with my sack. It's a patented finish that Matt Cardona stole from me. Wink, wink. And <laughs> when he rolled out, you know, I, I, he stopped me in the powerbomb. I said, I can't get powerbombed again. I already got powerbombed on the apron. I already got driven my head in. Uh, he rolled when I gave him a Hurricane Rana, which is not a move I typically do. He rolled right on his wrist, and he popped the hell out of a cyst in his Ooh. wrist, uh, which... We used to call them Bible cysts. I think a lot of people did because you put your hand flat on the table and then you whack it with a Bible. Have you ever done that? No. I've done it before. When I moved to Tallahassee and I was 22, I lived with two college kids to split a house because it was cheaper. And I had to convince one of them, this poor boy. I mean, he would stay up playing Persona 4 for 12 hours all night in his underwear, just like the nerdiest little anime you know, boy there was. And I said, you got to whack my hand. He's like, what? I bought a big book out and I hate it. Put my hand on the table. I say, you just gotta whack it as hard as you can. And I remember the first time he was hesitant. I was like, nah, dog, you gotta smack it. And he smacked a cyst out of my wrist, and it hasn't been back since. So it works if you just pop that thing. You can go to the doctor. I've been there before because I used to get them on my wrists and get it drained. Uh, but then it comes back. Not if you just smash it. And is it weird and terrible? And you can feel the juices inside of you. Yeah, pretty bad. So good for you, Storm Grayson, for finding a healthy way to release your cyst. He didn't inform. It wasn't like, hey, be careful. I got a cyst on my wrist. It was like, hey, after you pop this cyst on my wrist. And I was like, damn, you good? You good, pal? Yeah, he's good. Uh, I was in so much pain after this. It was not it was not good. Uh, and. I realized I had, I think I probably left that building around midnight and then I drove, I drove Allie back to her place. We got Taco Bell and then I drove to, uh, Trevor's house just to hang out. And it was just me and Trevor hanging. We talked for a little while and then I tried to sleep for a little while, but I had to leave his house by four forty-five to get on my flight to San Francisco. And so there wasn't a lot of time. I think I laid on a couch for like two hours as a resting point. Obviously not a good night's sleep, and this starts the first night of, you had a hotel and you didn't use it because you wanted to hang out with your friends. You haven't been in a bed yet. And I got on the flight, and I went to a state that I've never been to, Peter, and I've never wrestled there, and I had someone talk to me, and they said, oh, this promotion runs there. And I said, based on the name of the promotion, I don't know if Heffy would work in the Salt Lake City, Utah promotion that seems to be some kind of 
uh, religious sounding word in front of the name of a promotion. I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able, Effie can work clean, but there's a limit to what I'm going to do and what people expect of Effie uh, to where, you know, like certain, I'm just not going to take certain jobs because I don't want to, I don't want to have to, you get it. I mean, Effie drinks caffeine. Is that what you're saying? Effie drinks, Effie drinks Trenta coffees as mentioned last week. I love caffeine, uh, but I did spend one hour in the Salt Lake City, Utah airport. And, you know, as someone who is white, it sounds silly for me to say this, but holy fuck, there were so many white people. Like, I don't, there were, there were not many other races in the Salt Lake City airport. And everyone seemed to have like, like it seemed like there was a large population of people going on mission trips of some sort, yeah. leaving that airport. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I better just go stay in my lane over here. Beautiful bathrooms, very clean, uh, very nice. But just like you get the feeling of like, I think they want it this way. I don't know. I don't know if I should stay here. I boarded my flight to San Francisco and I landed and I landed at about 1 p.m., right? And I was picked up by my opponent, Marco Mayer, who was going to be competing against me in a uh, not a hair versus hair match, but a if they beat me, they get a championship shot. And if they lose to me, they get their head shaved, which I told I said, hey, uh, this doesn't sound like there's a lot on the line for me personally, except for like my pride. And he said, yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. Um, due to scheduling conflicts or something that happened, the venue was not available that they originally had. And so now this show was going to be held inside of a bear bar uh, without a ring. And it started in an hour. So from the time I landed with my brief plane naps to the time I was picked up, uh, our match happened within about two hours of that all happening. Damn. It was like land, change, figure it out, have a 20-minute fight in a bar. And me and Marco did all sorts of weird shit. You know, Marco's been on the Big Gay Brunches. I know him from that. And Full Queer is doing a lot to book all sorts of LGBTQ talent and do weird stuff and try things out. I got to see a lot of uh, other people like Richie Coy, who is just like a superstar, and I don't even think they know it yet. Just like they did a, I think at Folsom, they wore a full gold, like, LeMay bodysuit. And I was like, this is, you should be main eventing WrestleMania in this outfit. This is so good. So perfect. Um, lots of sundresses, lots of floral prints, gorgeous hair, just the most lovely hair. We need more wrestlers who are like fashion forward and not just dressed like wrestlers. And Richie Coy gives me that vibe. But either way, me and Marco Mayer went nuts all around the bar. Uh, without there being a ring, I was hesitant to take a lot of bumps, but I still was falling into walls and falling on the floor and getting covered in weird liquids that I wasn't quite sure about. This show also had a floor producer who was like out there manning, not manning the cameras, but like directing sort of the cameras and everything and filling us in on little secrets. And the majority of this crowd was just gay bears. And it was awesome as fuck because they're not deeply jaded by wrestling yet. They're not taken in a position where uh, they know all the wrestling tricks and secrets. We got to pull off a lot of weird things that got big pops. And then at the end, uh, I was victorious. And Marco Meyer had to shave their head 
in the middle of that bear bar. Damn. Long, beautiful hair. I said, Marco, are you sure this is long, beautiful hair? And it was actually the day after Marco's birthday. So I said, I gave you the worst birthday present possible. I beat your ass in front of your community and your mom. And then I shaved your beautiful hair off your head. This seems... This seems really subby behavior, Marco. <laughs> this seems like you're uh, asking for punishment. Thank you, Daddy, for beating me up and shaving my head. Like, it just felt very uh, fulsome kink. I don't know. It was beautiful. It was fun. I love being in front of all the bears. But I also am apologizing to the fans that were there because as soon as that match was over, I literally went upstairs and I fell asleep on the couch. I was like, I'm cooked. I'm done. I think I got out of my gear. I laid on the couch with an inflatable dinosaur, which was somehow there for some reason, and was cuddling that and went to bed. Marco came and woke me up and was like, listen, I have to return the truck. I have to return some stuff, return the equipment. Uh, Go with my friends, and they'll take care of you. And I was like, all right. And so it was a, a gay couple that lives in the Castro in San Francisco, and it turns out they had actually purchased Effie gear before. Oh, which you're saying to yourself, probably like, wait a second, you're going to go to somebody's house who has bought your your used wrestling underwear before who lives in the Castro. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because they were so friendly and kind and loving. And the gays in San Francisco are successful. And so they had not only a beautiful home with a lot of stairs, I have to say, uh, but an extra bed for me to sleep in. And I got there, and they were like, here's the shower, here's this, here's that. And I was like, great, awesome. Let me just, I'll lay down for a second, and I'll be fine. You know, my flight isn't till 10.30 p.m. to go to Florida. It'd be really funny if you're just doing uh, stair spots the whole time. <laughs> like, I just got to the top, and I was like, hold on. Clip this for me. I got to, let me take these stairs. Uh, hi, I'm Effie, and this is Jackass in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, it is nice to know, though, like, that I can fall down the stairs if it happens. Uh, but they were wonderful. They also train show dogs who what? do, like, uh, the jumping competitions. You know, like, when they jump over the yeah. things and run the courses? So they had trophies of these dogs all oh over their God. house. Uh, there was a bit of a sad discussion going on because of someone that they had lost recently. And they were talking about kind of their accomplishments. And to see... I don't know how to make this point without offending straight people. To see that gay people of a certain age are still social, they're still participating in society, they're still building community, they're still going out on the town, they're still training dogs, they're still doing all these things, it gives you hope because sometimes I think we look around at the straight people who are getting older around us and they sort of like, I don't want to say settle, but there's sort of a a period you hit where you're like, there's not a lot of socializing, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of choice of things to do, they really just like take the kids to the practice and then see the parents and go home and then I'll see you at the pizza party. Uh, but this is sort of like, hey, you can keep being a social human being beyond the years that society yeah. expects of you. You know, one of my, one of my favorite, um, I guess you could call him an anthropologist, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, pointed out in one of his books that childless gay men are the ones that push culture forward. I and fully everyone else it. just kind of steps back. I I see childless gay men out doing everything, and I'm not saying you can't like. It negates your experience as a gay man to have children. I think that's beautiful. More children for gay couples. Um, I'm going to remain a gunkle. I'm excited to become a gunkle. My brother's baby is due in March. They're having a little girl. Quite excited. Uh, I'm going to 
take her to get, we're going to go get our nails done and we're going to go do girly shit. And I'm so pumped to be a gunkle and then give the baby back when it's time. But I don't want to have a baby full time with me. It seems more exhausting than my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just, you gotta, I mean, you gotta take care of that kid when you don't have that responsibility and you've just got puppies and you just get to go. Like they were like, we're going on a trip tomorrow somewhere, blah, blah, blah. As long as we get the dogs over to whatever, we'll be good to go whenever we want. And I was like, oh my gosh, it can just, fun can just continue. You can go on little day trips. You can go out on the town. You can go see the gay wrestling match and then go out later and see other things. And uh, I got to meet one of their husbands who was, (laughs) as I arrived to the apartment, dressed as Elphaba from Wicked in full drag. And I was like, this is fucking perfect. Hi, nice to meet you. Welcome to our house. I'm dressed as Elphaba right now with the full green makeup and the long wig. It was incredible. And it just was like, it's so heartwarming to, to see that gay men keep having fun. We keep having fun no matter what. And we have responsibility. They have their house. They have jobs. They have all of that. But they also have plenty of free time and income to do cool things like buy my gear and also have a house that's big enough for me to nap in. So after taking a beautiful nap in this lovely San Francisco Castro home, I woke up just in time. For Marco to pick me up and get me to the airport. Uh, I threw on a shirt that was just in my backpack. I wasn't really paying attention. And it was a bussy shirt. And I tweeted about it. But let me tell you, wearing a bussy shirt in the San Francisco airport, I've never been complimented more in my life. Oh, God. It was, love that shirt. Love that shirt. Every 10 fucking steps I took. Uh, I got through security easily, obviously, because, you know, I'm good at it. I'm really good at security. Security even liked my shirt. Uh And then I went and I had a big binge meal before my red-eye flight. And that included uh, lo mein noodles and orange chicken and some kind of beef with broccoli and pork buns and sesame balls and a Coca-Cola. And I was... From where? Someplace in this airport. It was delicious. It wasn't like a Panda Express. It was like a real... like. It was from like from actually from Asia. Did you like, see that cockroach video from Linux Mall and their Panda Express? Oh, do they have a cockroach in there? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Uh, they're just trying to get us ready for the future because we're going to have to eat bugs. Okay. The current agricultural crisis is unsustainable. The methane created by our beef production is unsustainable. Bugs high in protein and fiber. Should we start eating with cricket flour more at the home? I need a Cronenberg that's about bug eating. Have you ever seen, uh, what's the one about the train? Not Cronenberg. It's not Cronenberg. Throw Mama from the train? (laughs) Yes. Where she eats all the bugs? No, it's uh, Snowpiercer. 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 They eat those bug bars on there. Isn't isn't that one of those movies for you where you try to get AJ to watch Snowpiercer? Yes. Yes. It's like a punchline at this point. Yeah. 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 Every time it pops up on a stream, I go, have you seen Snowpiercer? And he's like, stop. Stop it. Not watching Snowpiercer. You need to add the TV show in. Somehow. The Snowpiercer TV yeah. show. That is it canceled. I think so. I think yeah. I mean, how how long can you be on the train? Good question. You know, good question. It's not a six seasons in a movie. Deal. It's like Prison Break. They, you know, got to get out of the prison sometime. Yeah. Speaking of Prison Break, after I posted that picture of AJ last week, the two comments from our haunted house picture were, "He's even taller than I thought." And he looks like Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. Oh, you didn't know A.J. wrote uh, Stoker, the Park Chan-wook movie? 
Is that? Did he? Wentworth Miller wrote that. Did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he wrote it under a pseudonym and got it on blacklist as like. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wentworth Miller. We love that. They're both gay. They're both tall. They're both handsome. They might. They might be. They both have prison infrastructure tattooed on their bodies. <laughs> oh my god. The blueprints of the prison. No, but they did bail me out of jail. So, I mean, I don't know. The The similarities are starting to line up. Uh, yeah. I think Tom Waller was like, how tall is he for real? I was like, he's fucking tall. I joked that he was a fed seven foot, which is like, they call the WWE the fed. Because it used to be the World Wrestling Federation. Because it's a prison. It oh. is. A, maybe a prison. Maybe a prison. Uh, but I said he'd be a fed seven foot because they lie about the heights. Uh, but he's very tall. Always taller than me, always more over than me. Uh, handsome, gorgeous, love it. Not scared of haunted houses, much like I am. Uh, I was watching um, because I I have our TikToks from last week about the haunted house. <laughs> yes. So I was watching Netherworld haunted house videos. Oh, how'd that go? Scary. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. It's uh, even knowing, you know, you're like, oh, well, how could it be that scary? We know they're actors, and we know it's just a haunted house. It was – that's a nightmare. I got to remember that next year that, like, I, my heart is going to be weaker over time, I think. Yeah. You know? And I just don't know how many more years I can risk the netherworld heart attack before I'm like, hey, baby, I don't know if I can – you might got to find some other friends. You got any younger friends you can go with to this one? Because it scares me, and my heart's beating pretty fast at the netherworld. I just I want to balance the scales out and be able to take Lucy into the haunted house. I feel like Lucy and Bebop would attack people yeah. in the haunted house. Yeah. And they would back the fuck up. Back up with your scary hands. Raggedy Ann. Fucking bitch. Hate that. Ugh, hate Raggedy Ann. It's her little fucking head. Those evil children. There was evil children in there. Is that child labor or are they just small people? I don't know. Because they're under costumes, I assume. Unless something evil is really in there. I don't know. I didn't like. There was a lot of things I didn't like, and one of them is Netherworld. So I'm okay. going to. All right, kind of gross question. Yeah, you think they hook up in those costumes? Well, you when we left Netherworld, we didn't bring this up last week. There was what looked to be a costumed uh, employee set leaving to go yeah. kiss on the mouth, uh-huh. and I made some comments to them that they were a little uh, too cheeky about for me for uh-huh. my taste. I think yeah, they definitely hook up in the costumes. You know, it's uh, you only have so much time, and you're in the weird hallways. There's another people set coming through. You gotta, you gotta just keep your Cthulhu costume on. The Cthulhu costume stays on. I don't think that's a gross question. I think that's humanity. They're humanity. in the dark all night. It's steamy in there. You're breathing in the fog. You just <laughs> breaking the the yeti snow. Oh, the the Yeti snow might have been asbestos. I don't know. It could be. We didn't feel good after the no, Yeti snow. No, 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 no. If there was coughing and I wasn't smoking, you know what I mean? It's, uh, there's no vaping in the haunted house. They're very clear about that. Yeah, but there's you're vaping something. There's vapor in the haunted house. I feel like I could have vaped, but also I was so scared I would have lost the vape. I would have gone, mm-hmm. and I would have like it would have fallen out of my hands. I don't know. Netherworld. It's uh. Not for everyone. That's what I'll say. Not for us. I think next year we just just lean back. I'll probably get convinced again to go next year. I don't know. Scary. Here's another thing that's scary. We're boarding the plane. 
and this woman starts screaming to on our way to Florida from San Francisco. Oh God! Direct, and then they had to pull her aside, and then she somehow snuck back on the plane and got in one of the emergency seats. And they came. They were like, "Ma'am, you have to leave the plane." I don't know what happened. She was screaming about, "Well, if you serve liquor on the plane, you can't be surprised if people are drunk," and was really going off. And they had to remove her from the plane. And she said, well, who's going to help in an emergency if I'm not here? Which I thought was a pretty good kind of answer to why she would take that emergency. And they kept saying, that's not your seat, ma'am. And it was, you know, you want to have sympathy for people, but you also are on planes all the time. And the one rule of planes is don't make a scene. And she made a scene. And they had to remove her from the flight, which... You know, I'm I'm someone who on a red eye, I'm gonna take a couple Advil PMs. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out on this flight the best I can. Now you're saying, Oh well Effie, this is sleep. Yeah, let me tell you about sleeping on an airplane seat. It's not good for my neck. It's not good for my body. I don't wake up feeling refreshed by any means. I wake up and I go, Oh God, I got a whole day ahead of me. And we landed in Orlando at seven AM, which the Orlando airport at 7 a.m. is mostly people leaving Disney World. So it's just like there's just children everywhere with balloons and all sorts of fluffed animals. What are they called? Stuffed animals? Stuffed animals. Fluffed animals. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, and just families galore that are very stressed. You leave the train and you just see people going through TSA for the first time in their life, it seems like, because they just have no clue what's going on. And I had... Plenty of time, it seemed, to get to Fest. And all weekend, I'd be getting texts from people. When are you getting to Fest? When are you getting to Fest? Are you coming to Fest? Are you going to be here all weekend at Fest? No. I spent a total of four hours at Fest. God. <laughs> so I landed, and I went, and I picked up another rental car. I had two free days because when I was in Los Angeles, uh, the rental car they gave me was full of ants. And Allie was like, what the fuck? There's ants all in this rental car. And I was like, I know I'm going to get free days out of it. And she's like, you still have ants in this car right now. I was like, just smush them if you see them, but I'm going to get free days out of this. I did. I got two free days. So I used one in Chicago. I used one in, uh, Orlando. Uh, and then I set it to do a drop off in Atlanta. So what I was going to do is drive from Orlando to Gainesville about two hours and then drive back from Gainesville to Atlanta, five to six hours, depending on how focused you are in your driving which I was not that focused. Uh, but first I said, you know what? It's early enough. I'm going to go clear my body, clear my mind. So I went to the LA fitness and I sat in the sauna and I fell asleep in the sauna. My God, <laughs> not a good idea. Uh, you know, they say you should get in the sauna for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I slept in that sauna for an hour and I woke up so delusional and sweaty. Holy shit. And I was like, shit. whoa, this isn't good. This is, why didn't anyone say anything? I've just been in this sauna, just like dying. Uh, so I went back to the car and I was like, oh, I got a water from the gas station. I kind of chugged it. And then I fell asleep again, which is also not good uh, because I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, I have to go to Fest right now. And I drove my... Audi MI. Yeah, I got a luxury car. It's stand for Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is not going to be called that. But they're only showing it in that car right now, right? Right, right. So yeah. when I put in, I plug my phone in to get directions to Fest, 
It was just them on that train again, just hanging from the ceiling. Just got a mission from Ving Rames. We don't know who's on whose side anymore, but Ving Rames better live. They better just let Ving Rames live in the end. I'm real frustrated. They can kill Tom Cruise. He's going to have a wooden computer in the next one. He's going to build a computer out of furniture, I think. And just, I'm going to see what I can do, Ethan. I'm going to see what I can pull off here. I think it'll work. I think it'll be great. So I pull up to Fast as the wrestling show has already started. Sorry, my favorite shit about that movie is how halfway through he's like, I got some stuff I got to go do, and he's not in the rest of the movie. Because he was like, wait a second, it sounds like y'all are going to be walking around a lot. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do some stuff. Hopefully I see you, Ethan. Shout out Ving Rhames. Please don't kill off Ving Rhames. No, he needs to make money like off of that for the rest of his life, just showing up and sitting in a chair and, and saying yeah. a couple lines. Back when Ethan it's was the, the head of the team. The best gig in Hollywood. It's He's incredible. He adds so much heart to the film. Ving Rhames, we love you. We celebrate you. This is an open invitation. You want to come talk about wrestling? Uh, Macquarie is going to be a part of uh, Sakaro 3. Really? Mm-hmm, in some capacity. Uh I thought the second one was okay. I never saw the second one. The f- I love the first the one. The first one was incredible. Villeneuve. Second one was all right. Second one was good. It was a good film, but it would have been a better film if I hadn't seen the first one first. Cause I was like, yeah. just go- the comparison. Yeah. The only issue I had with the original Sicario was, uh, not brutal enough. No, no, no. When, um, Emily Blunt is smoking a cigarette, you can tell it's fake. Oh yeah. She's in it, right? Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Yeah. When Emily Blunt's smoking the cigarette on the roof, I'm like, yeah. that's not a real cigarette. It didn't even look like one of those like herbal cigarettes. It looked like they CGI'd in her smoke. She was just like, I'm not breathing that shit in. Which like, I don't blame you, Emily Blunt. Good for you. I hear those things are awful, the herbal cigarettes. I've heard only awful things. Yeah. But they can't have you smoking a cigarette, I no. guess, on the camera. I don't know. I don't know. I would just ask for regular cigarettes. At that yeah, point. but then it's like, what if you got to do 100 takes, and then you're just so high on nicotine. This is true. You can't remember your lines. I guess I, my character's not going to smoke. My character will smoke after in the trailer. Well, it's like they'll do the thing now where they'll pick up a cigarette and then they'll hold the unlit cigarette for the entire scene. And as a former cigarette smoker, it drives me fucking crazy because, yeah. like, I want you to have the moment where you light it up. They don't want to light it. They want to keep in, it. Um, Personal Shopper, Kristen Stewart does that. And then she does light it up but, like, doesn't take a drag off of it. And it just drove me insane. <sighs> Kristen, smoke your cigarettes. My gosh. Good for Kristen Stewart. Good for Robert Pattinson. They really got out from under the thumb of the Twilight universe. You know, that could have they could have never worked again. But alas, we get them in sick, cool indie films doing cool shit. And also, he's the Batman. He is the Batman. I I'm ready for this penguin show. Yeah. I want to see Colin Farrell do Colin Farrell shit. I'm really into Colin Farrell. All the time. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. He's fantastic. Oh, earlier we were talking about uh, uh, Emma Stone. I think we were talking about yeah. it on the, the... The new Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Uh, the new Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. AJ said he wants to see it. So I Whoa. think I've tricked him into thinking it's not going to be that weird. Uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, Mark Ruffalo, back in the spotlight. And of course, uh, Emma Stone being... What seems to be a Frankenstein's monster variation. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, all that I've heard from it so far is maybe too weird. Yeah, good. Come on. Oh, the guy who made a movie about you turning into a lobster if you don't find true love at a camp made a weird movie? Huh. 
Who would have fucking guessed? Go watch The Favorite, you normies. <laughs> is that too much? Yeah, because watching The Favorite is <laughs> kind of an intense experience. Yeah, like. it, was, it was very intense. <laughs> uh, good for you, Olivia Coleman. Really proud of you. I watched that movie she was in about having, uh, I think, dementia or something. Yeah. Weird movie uh, where she runs a theater. And then there's racist attacks against someone that she knows. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know. Three stars. Uh, five stars for Yorgos and all of his wides. Best wides in oh, cinema. Oh, great wides. Weird wides. And it weird looks like he got wides. some set dressings in this one. So I'm quite excited to see the weird tonal perspectives of this camera. Uh, I made it to Gainesville as the wrestling show was starting. And... The way they have it set up is like in blocks. And it used to be like block of wrestling, band, block of wrestling, band. But now it's like block, 10 minute break, block, 10 minute break, block. And we were the third block, first block already going on. So I kind of rush into the building and we figure out what the hell we're going to do. It's beautiful. I was a little nervous because I was like, I don't want to be overwhelmed. And this is such like, I sound like Julia Roberts for the reasons I hate her, which is like, I is everyone going to stop me on the way in? I'm Julia Roberts. But I was a little just like, is the president going to pay for my birth? Oh, We've talked about that, right? The president paid for her Jimmy birth? Jimmy Carter paid for her birth. Fuck you, Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. I, would, I was thinking the other day, oh, I'd love to hang out with Jimmy Carter. And now you're telling me he's the reason she's living? Mm-hmm. God, dude. Yeah, him and his wife paid for their um, mm-hmm. medical bills when she was born. You know, in Smyrna, Georgia. And she's from here. Mm -hmm. God, dude. How do you feel about Eric Roberts? Eric Roberts is great. He's Mr. Brightside. Are you kidding me? Did you see him on (laughs) Celebrity Rehab? No. He went in there for for weed addiction. Oh. So while everyone else is like having a real like tough time. Yeah, they're coming off a heroin. He's just like chilling, reading the newspaper, drinking coffee. (laughs) Wish I could smoke. Huh. Smoked a little too much weed. I'm going to be here. I'm Eric Roberts. Yeah, good for Eric Roberts. Uh, he's a famed character actor. And Julia Roberts has never actually acted in her whole life. She's played the same role in every film, which is Julia Roberts. You sicko freak. Get out of my life, Julia Roberts. Stupid. Now I'm fired up. Thank God. The last day of this tour, a tag match. <laughs> Myself and Eric Cannon teaming up as total gay fucking anarchy. Uh, We traded jackets. We had a melange. I saw all my friends, and it just brought me joy. I was not at all uh, stressed out by spending time with people and talking with people like I thought I would be. Uh, I felt at home. Fest Wrestling is somewhere where it was one of the first places to let me just be a fucking psycho homosexual, which is lovely. Gave me a lot of fun matches. And on this day, we were facing... Two uh, lovely wrestlers, Kelsey Reagan and Devlin Macabra, and they beat the fuck out of us. The room was packed. People were excited. It was fast. Those two girls beat the fuck out of us. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I was pinned and defeated after being powerbombed off the top. I just took a lot of bumps this weekend. I just looked at the bruise on the side of my leg that I had showed you earlier. It looks worse. It looks worse. There's a bruise on the back of my leg that looks worse. My neck is very stiff. And here I am crawling back. The prodigal son returns. Maybe Bussy should do more tag matches. Please. Please let us do more tag matches. I I would like to tag out when it's my turn. I think that'd be fun. Uh, I'm excited to do tag matches this weekend. I think it's going to be great. 
I finished up the match and everybody's like, what are you doing now? What are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go home to my dogs. I want to go see my dogs and I want to get on the road. I have a five and a half hour drive. I got on the road in Florida. It was very reminiscent of the olden days. You know, a lot of people see Effie now and they're like, oh, Effie's just flying by plane everywhere, loved everywhere. But I used to bucket on these roads. I used to, I'd drive five hours to a show, five hours back. I'd drive nine hours to a show, tell them I needed a hotel, pocket the money and drive nine hours back. I would, I would tear the roads of Georgia, Florida, Alabama, North Carolina up for no reason other than like, let's go feel alive. They want me there. I'll be there. And now I have taken it to the next level of extreme travel. You'd think, oh, well, this must make it easier for you. No, I'm, I'm an extreme traveler. I stayed in no city. I think I stayed in, let's see. I stayed for 11 hours in Chicago. I stayed for nine hours in San Francisco. And I stayed for four hours in Gainesville. Two hours in Utah? An one hour in Utah. One hour. One hour layover in Utah. I did some Effie math that I want to go over. Okay. I'm jumping a little ahead, but I did write it down. And this is, for all the math fans at home, uh, so from the time I left ho- the house to the time I got back to home, which I went straight to AJ's house and went to bed, which was great, I was gone for 56 total hours. From the first match to the last match, like I mentioned, 41 total hours, three matches in 41 hours. Uh, I actually, technically, sitting in the airport, spent 13 hours in Chicago, one hour in Salt Lake City, nine and a half hours in San Francisco, four hours in Gainesville, one hour in Orlando in the sauna, (laughs) six hours were asleep uh, that were not on the plane. It was two hours at Trevor's house and four hours at the San Francisco Castro house. 13 hours were spent on a plane, which is 23% of the time that I was gone. Uh, Seven hours were spent in a car, which is 12.5% of the time that I was gone. 1.25% was spent wrestling in the ring, which sounds really low, higher than usual. I I was in the ring wrestling for a good time. Uh, I listened to the Troy Sivan album three times. I listened to the Kylie Minogue album two times. I listened to Fallout Boys Take This to Your Grave one time uh, just to prepare myself for loud guitars at Fest. I was like, let me at least jump in a little bit so I'm not jarred by the guitars. And I listened to the Sufjan Stevens album one time, and that's as much as I can do in a week because it is heavy, and I recommend everyone listen to it. Uh, I was joking with someone. I said, I don't want to joke too much. It's a serious situation. But I said, you know, we've all been sitting around going, uh, for the past 10 records, you know, is Sufjan gay or does he just like Jesus in a way that I don't know? And it turns out he confirmed both with this record. <laughs> he is both gay and loves Jesus in a, in a weird way all at the same time. He's like, ¿Por qué no los dos? Good for you, Sufjan. I'm glad you're working through things. But once again, this new Sufjan album, Javelin, it is such a wonderful process of grief. And uh, it is processed in a way where like, it is processed. Like he is not through things. He is figuring things out. He's blaming himself for things. He is reminiscing. And the backup chorus that he added to sort of flush the band out, just it's angelic and perfect. And uh, as Ali Cash said, writing songs about men, I thought he only wrote songs about states. And I was like, all right, well, you've been out of the loop for a while, ma'am, ma'am. 
I'm glad we're a tag team, ma'am. I'm glad we both politicked for Violent J to be on our tag team, ma'am. I think we figured out a way to do the Insane Clown Bussy shirts, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, but Effie math. Uh, I didn't like doing math in school, but I do like doing math now when it resorts to uh, impressing myself with what I've done over a period of time and or profit margins. Those are the two types of math I like. How do you feel, Peter? I feel fine. I'm not awake yet. No. I don't think we need to be awake. No. You know what? I could I could go for some French toast today. Oh, I love French toast. I know, but I think I'm going to go to the gym instead. I uh, I was about to cook some spam last night. I left it on the stove. I realized, uh, but I might I might have a spam hash brown meal today. You're not a spam fan, are no. you? No. I love it. I love spam. Have you ever had the Hawaiian version where they do it like almost on a sushi, and they do like a sweet barbecue sauce on it, and then they wrap it in rice? Sounds good in theory. It's perfect. Okay. It's, I don't know. I like weird meats. I have Vienna sausages in the cabinet. Spam is ham, right? Kind of. Kind of. It's a lot of parts of ham. Parts of ham. But I do, I will say this, I do get the low sodium spam now, or the light spam now, uh, because, you know, heart health is important, Mm -hmm. and I only have so long to live. Uh, I'm not, that isn't like a threat. Like, it's, you know, like, to me, if I don't live to be 500, I'm going to be a little pissed. And that's why I'm really like, can we fix the world crises right now? I got a lot of shit still on my list to do. You know, I'm not going to do my uh, pan flute album until I'm in my 80s. So I still need there to be a reason for music to exist. You're going to have to go to one of those blue zones. You know about the blue zones? No, what are the blue zones? It's where um, it's like the highest concentration of people that live past 100. (sighs) Is it like Greece? Sure. They eat feta cheese, which I think keeps you alive. And wine. I don't drink wine anymore. Uh, I listened to a podcast about Four loco this weekend, and all I could think was, yeah, how are you alive? My dad would say it all the time after college. He'd be like, how are you alive? And I'm not talking about just drinking Four loco. I'm talking about, this is a bad admission here. Uh, I used to put Vivance in the Four loco. Oh. You just dump a Vivance in the Four loco, huh. and then you can go all night. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's just one example of why I can't drink anymore. I make very poor decisions drinking. Thank God. Thank God we're off the booze. Five ants is a weird one. Yeah, especially when you dump it. In it's not actually loco. a stimulant. No, but it keeps you going. Yeah, it's not a stimulant, but it keeps you going for sure. Uh, and Four loco is, I don't know, I've made a lot of bad decisions. I had a friend who had a heart attack on Four loco after beer bonging one. Like, shotgun to Four loco and had a heart attack. <laughs> For real. Yeesh. Uh, so, yeah, not healthy, but it was a reminder that although some of the decisions I make are a little unhealthy, like traveling, you know, across the United States in a very brief time without sleeping much, uh, it could be worse. And I'm I'm actually taking it easy these days, if you can believe it, if you can actually believe that. Uh, thank you to everyone who has jumped on the new tiers of the Patreon. If you haven't done it yet. Make sure you change. We're giving you a little extra secret time, uh, but the old tiers are gone. We are now rewarding the separate tiers, which is magic. Peter has been working very hard on this and making it fun and attainable, and we have more content coming along with uh, we are going to make Peter finish watching the Fast and Furious series. Yes. And that includes 8, 9, and 10 that we will do a full watch along to. You know, I don't want to suggest we do them all in a day, though. I think that would break you. I... I... (laughs) That was not my plan. No, we're gonna. Do, I think we're gonna do them all in a day. Fuck. 
one day all three of these movies. And then we have to watch Bo is Afraid after watching all three. Yes. Or watch Bo is Afraid one time in between each movie. Would that would that work for you? And we have to record it each time. Oh. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who has been slowly going through our Southland Tales episode. It has been delightful to see <laughs> the comments and the letterbox And seeing my reviews. mental breakdown? Yeah. You haven't added a review for that movie on your letterbox, do you? Yeah. Do you want me to? I do. Is this going to be my Fast and Furious? It can be whatever you want it to be. <sighs> Just know that my review was five out of five no notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there are some notes. I have some notes, but I don't even know if I want to be emotionally charged enough to have those notes. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is really fucked up, but I've been considering trying to find the director's cut and watching that on my own time. Is it like an unfinished director's cut? Like he's using it's <laughs> still unfinished. Oh, I hope the killers got paid for this. I hope. And you know what? Everything that I've read about it is they go, yeah, it fleshes out the movie a little bit more, but also it fleshes out the movie a little bit more. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here or give myself the mental power that I'm about to, but I just want to say ever since watching Southland Tales starring Justin Timberlake, his life has been spiraling only downward. Yeah. So I don't know if revealing Justin's role in that to me has caused his life to turn. I mean, but... he got arrested for that real estate scam. Oh, my God. Reptile. Benicio got him. Benicio. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen oh, Reptile. Sorry. Oops. I don't know. It kind of makes sense that he was up to no good Look, in that movie. You come for the crime story. Leave with the line dancing. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro line dancing with, uh, with uh, Alicia Silverstone. One of the best scenes in all of cinema this year, beyond anything else. What do you? Th- we are kind of getting close to the end of the year, and we can do questions after. Unless you yeah. are you done with your weekend? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I'm gonna tell my dates for the rest of the year. Okay, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be at your date this weekend. Yes, yes, it's gonna be phenomenal in Atlanta. I hope people come out to Atlanta. Uh, you won't be hearing this until after Atlanta, um, but you know, whatever. Hopefully, you hear it. What are you thinking for movie of the year? For you personally. I can't say it yet. Oh. Can't say it yet. You know what I think is mine? What? Blackberry. Really? That one I keep going back to. Okay. Yeah. You know they're releasing it as a three-part miniseries? I'm very excited. All right. Well, Dennis Reynolds showing out, doing his thing. Loved him in Fool's Gold and his oh. wig. Um, I will say this. We are about to get a bunch of uh, SAG-AFTRA DVDs Ooh. in the mail that you're not allowed to legally watch, Peter. They're for my eyes only. Wink, 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 wink. Did it, is it too many winks? Too many winks. Okay. Too many winks. They're Either way. Revoke your membership. They're going to revoke my membership. Uh, schedule till the end of the year if you want to come see me before the year ends. Uh, this weekend, St. Louis with GCW and Atlanta with GCW. Then next Thursday, I'm doing a secret pop-up show. I can't tell anybody anything about it. Uh, and then I'm taking a weekend off. I'm going to go see my mom, and I'm going to bring Bebop, her loving little puppy, passed away recently mm. so i want to go make sure that she has some puppy time with bebop bebop loves her and loves to cuddle and i think he will he's a very he's a very aggressive boy about like protecting me but he's also very emotionally understanding and he knows what's going on uh my grandma dressed up for halloween uh she lives with my mom and her costume was the scariest thing she could find which was one of my shirts so if you want to be like my grandma slash merch we ran a Halloween sale yesterday. 
for people to get free shipping. And a few people did. I thought it was great. Uh, after that, though, Seattle, GCW Seattle, uh, doing a, a set of two shows with Defy. I will be at both of those shows, the 17th and 18th of November. And then after that, the 22nd, the day before Thanksgiving, I will be in Denver for Lucha Libre and Laughs against Heidi Howitzer for the championship. The next day, Effie's Big Gay Thanksgiving, uh, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, for Elevation Pro. Then that Friday and Saturday, I will be at WrestleCade. The first day, doing the GCW show, teaming up with Violent J against the Mortons and George South. Then the next day, I will be exclusively at the XWW Extreme World Wrestling table at WrestleCade, doing signings, doing merch, doing meet and greets, if you want to come see that. Uh, I will be at the Ladies' Night Out show the next day to watch Allie wrestle, and then I think I'm going to bring her back here to do a Monday Night Raw together, a bussy Monday Night Raw after WrestleCade. After that, uh, we do uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and Brooklyn, New York, the 2nd and 3rd of December. Uh, After that, we do... uh, Oh, my God, I can't even remember. Oh, Edmonton, Alberta, I return to Canada to defend my championship. And then I do Los Angeles for a crazy tag team match they have not announced yet. And then uh, I'm tapering out from here because I can't remember I anything. can't even believe you remembered all of these. That's impressive. This is off the top of the head right off now. Off the top There's of the head. no phone no in notes. front of him. 15th and 16th, I don't have anything. I am leaving those dates open to actually get booked. Uh, but the 17th, I will be in St. Louis uh, for Glory Pro. Uh, the weekend after that, I think I have one show that is a GCW holiday party that has not been announced yet that is open to the public. It's going to be crazy. Uh, and then... Is that the th- your office Christmas party? Yeah, but it's like a show where I get paid, you know? Yeah. I can't show up to anything I don't get paid for. That's what I've learned. If y'all think I'm doing stuff for fun, just know I'm only there if I'm getting paid. Otherwise, fun for me, sitting on this couch or in the bed, uh, taking things in. Uh, The 30th, I will not be at the NGI, but I will be at Glory Pro's uh, New Year's show. And then the 31st, myself and Allie will both be at GCW at the Showboat to kick off the new year. Uh, I'm opening a lot of dates in the beginning of the year. I'll tweet about it. Doesn't matter. All right, now we can do questions. Yay. Yay. Lots of questions ahead. Questions about life, questions about death, and how to avoid it. Okay, this is from James. What did you guys wear for Halloween? If oh, no. Did you guys wear costumes for Halloween? If so, what did you go as? Well, I love this because you did wear a costume, Pitar. Uh, you were the skeleton baby. The skeleton baby. Is that what you would call it? Sure. It's like a little, it's like a, it's a skeleton onesie, but it's from Japan. So it's a little bit cutesy. It's adorable. It was adorable. And it looked very warm for That's last night's weather. why I wore it. Yeah. Because I imagine people opening the door in and out. It's going to get a little chilly. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Did you see a lot of weird stuff in Little Five Points last night? No, this weekend, though. This weekend? This weekend, for okay. sure. And the weekend before. Okay. Uh, shout out to the guy who was wearing the full Chris Tucker costume from um, Fifth Element. Ooh, fantastic. With the hair and everything. Wow. I love that. Good for Chris Tucker. Good for this guy. Um, you did not. You were, you were Taylor now, now for hold Halloween. up. I wore my cat ears. This is true. Nobody can recognize me in my cat ears. The cat ears were actually given to me this weekend by... Uh, someone at one of the Chicago shows, and they said it was her first pair of cat ears she ever got. She was gifting them to me, so I wore them, and I even wore them in the match Sunday and did my whole hot tag with cat ears on for as long as they would stay on my head, uh, which was very fun, and I had a good time. So you would have been Effie Cat? Meow! 
Effie Cat is the original bussy name because when we teamed up, I told Brett, he's like, you and Allie are going to start tagging. What do you want to call it? And I said, bussy. And I explained it. And he's like, I can't. I'm not going to call it that. Like, I'm not going to put that on a poster. And so the original match we had, the first match we had for GCW was as Effie Cat because she was still a cat. Uh, and then after that, going forward, we were exclusively bussy. And thank God he trusted us to put that over because bussy is everywhere now. Bussy keeps spreading. <laughs> I think you need to do a reunion match for both of your cats. Uh, I If you watch our singles match from the Dallas, Texas show, which also features her mom doing a run-in, and I'm not going to spoil all that for you, uh, I start the match by reaching into my trunks, pulling out a an eyeliner pen and putting on cat makeup in front of her just to piss her off. I did not win that match. That's she really beat the funny. fuck out of me. That's in that match. really funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from Emily. Effie, how do you stay healthy and not get sick when you travel so much slash have such a chaotic schedule as a wrestler? Any go-to medicines, methods, etc. Thinking about this because I got sick this week for the first time in forever and it's totally taking me out. Don't know how you do it. So I try my best to do a few things and it's not always perfect. Um, one, I try to stay as hydrated as I can. Two, I do take multivitamins and vitamin C supplements. Uh, three, I think my body has just gotten used to traveling so much that like I've built up a particular resistance Four, when I'm at wrestling shows, this is going to really disgust people. People always joke that wrestlers don't finish bottles of water because they will just start a bottle of water and then go out. So usually if you go by the entrance, like the gorilla position, they call it, where the curtain is, there's just a lot of half-drunk bottles of water. You see where I'm going with this? I will chug as many of those half-drank bottles of water as I can as a way to sort of build up my tolerance and my immunity. I still have never had COVID. Incredible. But another thing I do when I get home every weekend is I flush my sinuses out. Uh, I use a neti pot. I clear my sinuses out. I don't want stuff building up in there. Uh, you know, it's not always a perfect method, but I always feel like the amount of different air I'm breathing and being on a plane with 200 people and we're all breathing the same air, filter or no filter, there's the risk of just picking stuff up where it's like the easiest way to flush that out is like, let me do this hot fucking bath of my sinuses. Let me clear everything out. And it seems to work pretty well. Really, I, I'm less at risk for getting genuinely sick and more at risk for just like ignoring exhaustion until it tears me apart. Where like, I think we had that conversation where you were like, you got back from Australia and I don't know how you were still going. And now you're back from, you know, Japan and Germany and the UK and everywhere else in between. I wasn't taking days off. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I think I have to collapse. And you were like, yeah, fucking lay down, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? Stop. Stop for 10 minutes and just take a fucking nap. And I appreciated that someone else could objectively look at me. Because, I mean, I'm just so used to running on this schedule yeah. that it's like, if I'm not going at that speed, I'm like, oh, am I being lazy? Yeah. No, I'm being a normal human being who needs to fucking sit down for a second. Well, it's like I've had moments where I go, why do I feel awful? And then I describe everything that I've been doing. And then someone else goes, there. Chill. That was the thing. Take a fucking breath. Yeah. I love that for us. Um, we honor our bodies when we need to. But also, I do push it to the fucking limit. Of course. Two, two, two. Hello. 
Okay, this is from Julie. Assuming you were recording after Halloween, how did your holiday go? My holiday was different than expected. Uh, I made this whole thing about loving the holidays last week, and myself and AJ had made plans to uh, pass out candy, and then that was next, and then we were just going to watch movies, and then he was really tired, sort of, and then me and the dogs just cuddled on the couch and watched Dragula. That's how my Halloween went. I uh, I ate beanie weenies and a pot pie. <laughs> I was just kind of emptying the cupboards. Uh, I have made the uh, very real decision to delete DoorDash off my phone. Ooh, I'm I can't keep being that convenient. It's not. It wasn't because of the tipping message they were sending out. I always tip very high, and that's part of my problem with DoorDash. I spend so much on DoorDash. I'm lazy at some points. I get home. I have to eat out a lot anyway. I'm trying to make the conscious effort going forward to put the 10 minutes into making myself a meal. Uh, so I cleaned out the cupboards last night. I had a great Halloween. And I even I went to the gym uh, a little later than usual. And I was very nervous to leave because I knew that people were out trick-or-treating. But I just drove extremely slow there and back from the gym. And it was fun to see all the trick-or-treaters out. Everybody was having fun. Uh, it's good to see, like, post-COVID, people are sort of, I mean, you know, they're out there again. They're trick-or-treating. Fun costumes everywhere. The parents were dressed up, too. Uh, I didn't run over anyone, thank God. And uh, overall, pretty peaceful Halloween. I think I needed it. And when we say don't run in anyone, we're not counting kids dressed up as minions, right? We love minions. I saw the gif yesterday of Donald Trump uh, giving out candy. <laughs> Dropping the chocolate bar on top of the on minion. On top of the minion. Like, what are you doing, dude? Somebody please move forward with the arrest just for that. Mm, banana. Banana. <laughs> one day I will give out candy, but it, it was not this year. Okay, a little bit more of a serious one. This is from Drugs Delaney. Hi guys, how is everything? Rough week for me. My my anxiety and mental health is at an all-time low. Um, when shit's rough, what helps you get through it? Love y'all. Woo! This is a this can be a very wide answer. Um, I think sometimes my idea obviously is to go to solitude a little bit and sort of just like recharge, maybe watch some movies, get some new perspectives, get some vibes there. Uh, but sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you got to go out and, uh, express things to people. You can't keep them in your head. You know, if you're having struggles, you got to tell other people what's going on. Cause if it's only in your mind, then it's not, it's not going to be, uh, I don't want to say validated, but it's sort of like sometimes not even that they're listening, but saying things out loud, at least like takes the pressure off of it in your brain. Yeah. Uh, you know, the universe is large, but not as large as the inside of your mind which is infinite and so leaving things in there they can expand at a very rapid pace and they can get far worse uh you got to celebrate things i give a lot of the same message when i do cameo birthday messages for people because i think it's important and one of those things is like hey when you're thinking back on the year stop thinking about all the things you didn't do right or didn't get done or didn't make happen and start thinking just in the terms of the things that you did and things that you didn't expect and things that were good that happened. And you kind of have to do that all the time, which is there's always going to be stuff you feel like you missed out on. 
and there's always sort of a snowball to when you start picking out the bad things. Like if I, if I'm like, well, I didn't do my laundry and I didn't send that mail package and I didn't vacuum the floor and I didn't walk bebop today. It's, I can sort of negative pick all these things that like, you just, you're such a piece of shit. What's wrong with you. You need to do better instead of saying like, all right, but I did, you know, do these things or I did pick him up a sweet bone or I did make sure he wore his little sweater so that he was warm. Um, and those are dumb examples, but it's just sort of like, Pick the things that you have done and force emphasis emphasis on them. Uh, and the phrase fake it till you become it, I think, is something that I've always sort of felt with. Where like, you know what? Maybe you don't feel great right now. But if you pretend to feel okay for a little bit, sometimes you can trick your brain into feeling a little bit more okay. And it's not fake it till you make it. Like once you make it, you don't stop. Fa- it's sort of fake it until you're like, wait a second. It's not fake. None of it was fake. It just took the verbiage and the effort of... Uh, highlighting the better things to get myself in a space that was a little easier. And listen, it's not always, it doesn't get ahead and then it's fine. You know, it gets ahead and it goes back and it gets ahead and it goes back. It is a constant thing that we have to check in on each other and we have to make sure we're all right. And we have to kind of have the tough conversations and we have to, you know, take our minds out of things sometimes and just go do silly activities to forget stuff. It's okay to forget stuff. It's fine. I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is you are constantly playing because like any situation you can go, this is terrible or there's reasons that this is great. And it is just kind of like managing like how much you're giving into the this is terrible versus this is the great aspect of it. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like it, it, you never get to like, oh, I'm good now. You get to, oh, I'm better than I was doing before. And we're going to keep moving in that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One suggestion that worked for me, uh, especially, and I haven't done it in a while, but it worked for me when I was kind of getting off booze and was you don't feel great doing that. Um, I write down, I would write down everything that was, that would give me stress during the week, like in a list. And then either that week or the next week or at a later time, you look at it and then you kind of cross out the things that weren't actually a concern. Yeah. And so then you can sort of figure out like, all right, some of this, I was just picking extra things to be worried about. And some of this was genuine things I needed to get done or things that were a concern or things I wasn't doing right. But most of the time, what you find is 90% of the stuff that is stressing you out or taking you to a bad mental place or making you feel worse about yourself wasn't necessarily anything you needed to worry about at all. And sort of seeing it on paper for me helped me let it go a lot easier. Yeah. And it sounds dumb, but also that's another way besides just talking to someone to get it out of your brain and be like, here is something that makes me feel like shit. I'm going to put it down on paper that it made me feel this way. Let me reflect on it in a, in a few days or in yeah. a week. Yeah. Even I, I find the process of journaling because like a lot of times, like I, I have dealt with a lot of anxiety over the course of my life. I know that oftentimes it is just in my head and that it doesn't um, it doesn't deserve vocalization because I don't want to give it that much power. But just having a notebook where I can go, I'm feeling this, this, and this, even if I don't look back at it, I am at least taking it from my head and physically putting it somewhere else to where there is a, a very bizarre, because it's not anything, like you're literally just writing shit down. Yeah. But physically taking that out makes it to where you have less of that in your head. Yeah, 100%. Um, The other thing, too, is, and this is something that I do every time that I get sick, is when I start feeling crappy, there's a tendency to be like, oh, I feel like shit. I feel fucking horrible. 
But if you can catch yourself and the next time you're talking to somebody, you go, hey, I'm not really feeling that great today. I think I am starting to feel better, though, or I am going to feel better in the future. Or just give yourself that little lifeline of this ain't forever. I know that this is going to pass and I can recognize now in that moment, even though that moment isn't right now, in the future, I am going to feel better. And then when you do, you get to go, ah, shit. Here we yeah. are. At least highlighting the progression out of the worst of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, this has been an incredibly stressful past month. Everyone I know is dealing with an insane amount of anxiety. We just had awful astrology. So, like, if you're feeling like crap right now, th- everyone else kind of okay. does, too. Trust that. And if you're on the Patreon, check out the new weather report. Yes, it, Did that it's already go up? 40 minutes. It'll be up today. It's up today. Weather report, weekendatuffies.com. Uh, Peter is doing wonderful things along with a bonus only pause that has our full Patreon photo shoot in it. Ooh, them dogs in the sunlight in that golden hour. Just beautiful. And lots of, uh, dorky photos of these two. Yeah. These two are, uh, they really will play like, like Lucy right now is completely cuddled up to me. Bebop is completely cuddled up to you. When we are both here, they really do this thing where they're like, Look at give us the affection. Look who's who's the best one. But then when it's just one of us, they're just the kindest little sweet cuddle babies. Yeah. They were both on top of me last night, just cuddled together, licking each other's faces, being so sweet. And then when we're together, they're like, we have to show them we can tug a war a rope and make noises, scary noises. <laughs> we love it. Okay, we have one last question. This is from Danny. What are your top three video games of all time? Whoa. Okay. Of all time. All right. This is, this is deep. Uh, oh. God, I can only pick three. All right. Hold up. I got to think back through all the games that have existed. Okay. Grim Fandango is up there for me. I think that's a Love masterpiece. That. I tried to play it on the phone. Not as easy as on Not the PC. Easy, no. Um. I think my experience playing Morrowind for the first time, Elder Scrolls 3, I think that that was a bit, because that was still at the point where video games weren't job job, not like how I feel about Red Dead and a lot of these other games. Um, But there was a sense of go explore explore the world, we're not going to hold your hand at any point. Um, And I think there's something interesting to that mental exploration that you do in a game that that's that big without there being a lot of like pathways for the whole thing. I don't know. I love that. I don't know. Middle school Peter playing that game was you were you were all in. Yeah. And what a fun fantasy world. What a fun fantasy world. You know? That's we need more fun fantasy worlds. Uh you know, the the only game that keeps coming to mind is Super Mario Sunshine. I play that game a lot. I love the colors. I love the gameplay. I love cleaning up the goo. I love all that action. Uh, I was a big N64 and uh, GameCube. I'm a big Nintendo person. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I have a PS5. I play PS5. I think it's great. But, like, when I think back to, like, games that I love the most, it's like like playing GoldenEye with, with friends yeah. and playing that zone of games. I can't even play first-person shooters anymore. But I played the fuck out of GoldenEye for a long time as a child. Uh probably a little too young to be playing golden i think i was like seven and was playing golden eye um 
I, re- I really like playing Grand Theft Auto. I'll just be a mark. I, when I have access to Grand Theft Auto, I often do this thing that is just 10 minutes of driving in a car. Yeah. And it just clears my brain out. I had to stop playing it on the stream, though, because I was, it, I didn't look like a good person. <laughs> well, I mean, my other favorite activity is to cause traffic jams under tunnels and try and fit as many cars as I can before blowing all of the cars All up. of them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it can be a little dark when yeah. you get bored in the GTA universe. Uh, they're asking when GTA six comes out and we're already living in it, baby. We're in it right now. I don't know. The old N64 Spider-Man games were great. They blew my mind. Um, I also, I really like platform, like all sorts of platformers. Um, Conker's Bad Fur Day blew my yeah. mind because it was just so fucked up and weird. And I was like, we're not supposed to be playing this. This is crazy. I love it. Banjo-Kazooie, I fucking loved. I've replayed that on the N64 a little bit. Um, I don't know. I love video games. They're much like movies, just like new perspectives, mm-hmm. weird things. You know, I also played a lot of uh, Diablo 2 growing up. Oh. And I don't know why I kind of fell out of that. But I know the new one, there were some issues with it being sort of pay-to-play that they remade Diablo 2. So I don't know. But the original Diablo 2, played a lot of that one. Oh, Metal Gear 2. Oh, yeah. there's a new Metal Gear coming out. Is there of some sort? Yeah, I think they're doing a remake yeah, yeah, yeah. on one of them. But the I, remakes at this point are basically, I mean, new game. It's a whole new game. Yeah, you've got new yeah. engines, new processing. Yeah, the graphics are insane. It's not like you're just like playing a cleaned up version. Most of the time, it's like a whole crazy thing. Uh, also, when I had a Dreamcast for a short while, um, Red Set Red Jet Set Radio Future, that was a really fun game to play. And I love all the Sonic games. Any Sonic game, I'll play it. Uh, but Sonic Adventure 2 with uh, Shadow. And you could play as the Batgirl. What was her name? I don't. I wasn't a Sonic person. Oh. Rolling around at the speed of sound. Got nowhere to go. Gotta follow my rainbow. The soundtrack fucked, Peter. Yeah, so that was, that was a fun one, too. We love video games. We love movies. We love it all. Uh, if I could read, I would read books. <laughs> you read books exceptionally I fast. I know. What was the last book you read? Uh, I'm finishing up the three-body problem. It took me forever. Uh, it's and dense. It is very dense. It's also one of those things where you go, how is this going to be a Netflix show? How, like, I don't know. Are, are we just going to be in VR for half the time talking I, to like? It only Einstein? makes me nervous to finish because I know that I'll need to read the rest of the series sort of too. It is worth it. Yeah. It is worth it. Uh, also, the new Dead India book, there's not a season three coming out yet, but Hamish Steele showed off the art for it, and uh, he was correct. They have made Asmodeus look more like Effie. I love it. Uh, love Asmodeus it. has scruff. Asmodeus has spiked vests and pink and fun, and I feel very much still a part of the Asmodeus world, and... Uh, I hope something works out in the future because I don't think I'm done with that role. We'll see.